Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode 77. Welcome back, everybody. I didn't want to say welcome back again, and yet all the tech issues that we're having going live forced me back into my habit of saying, welcome back to the podcast. So even though this is episode 77, which is typically my like luckiest number, this is like the most unluckiest tech <laughs> event 77 I've had in is a very long time. Typically yeah. your luckiest number. It's the year I was born and number seven is like a lucky number. And so I just figured seven's always been like my favorite number. My favorite number in French class was Dissuit. Dissuit means 18. And if you're French, you're probably like, that's a terrible way of pronouncing that, but... Oh, okay. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are live. We're on Facebook. So if you're listening to this podcast in your car Thursday morning, you're probably going, where was the podcast Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Mm. Brendan and I were sick. On and off nonsense. And being sick is bogus when you don't get ahead of our schedule. So I have a podcast with Jeff Peterson where we went out to White Pockets. That's going to come up for next week. And we're going to be ahead of schedule with another podcast with some guests. And we're going to get rolling where, hey, all of these will get two podcasts in the bank and then we'll cash them out on time. So it's going to be way better. Best place to shoot in Ogden from Casey Schumacher. Casey, I'm not sure. Uh, Ogden Canyon has a very beautiful area around there, I think, but I haven't done a whole lot of shooting up there. We went up to uh, Francis Peak. That's near Ogden. I guess that's a pretty cool place. You come off of Farmington right by Lagoon and you go up the canyon and you go to Francis Peak and it can drive all the way to the top. You get crazy high elevation. In July, it was freezing cold. No, August. It was was August. August. (laughs) And it was 45 degrees up there. Oh, it was. It really was. Oh, yeah, Phil, I'll be giving you the take on the road to White Pocket and showing you some video, mm. so enjoy. At one point, I'm bouncing so high that my head almost hits the roof of the car. <laughs> it was fantastic. I never hit mm. the roof of anything with my head. So, And the, <laughs> the favorite number for Rob was number 13, so that guy's yeah. just asking for it. Yeah, favorite seriously. Favorite number, number 13, lucky 13. Can't so, even go to half the hotels in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, feel okay. free to hit us up with questions as we're going through this and you know, make a comment. If you want to make a comment, we'll add it into the comments on this cuz what we want to talk about today is Rusty Parker's awesome article on improvephotography.com. And it's just something yeah. that we haven't talked enough landscape photography lately. And so Brendan, how I want to do this is I'm going to read the topic and then have you comment first. And while you're commenting okay. first, I'm going to pick a section from Rusty's article that I want to okay. quote. And after I'm done quoting it, I might add some more comments and we'll see if anyone on Facebook has said anything and he's a rebel Rob says and we'll go through all these nine points and just in quick succession here they are have a camera must travel take it slow pre-visualize your shots have a plan think outside the box many happy returns shoot where you are post process like a pro and don't be afraid to fail so those are the nine points that we're going to go through so let me announce the thing I wanted to announce an hour ago I said I was going to announce it and now I haven't gotten there because we had tech what is it 
the thing I want to announce. Photog Adventures right now is not about Brendan Porter and Aaron King. We already know that. But it also has another person who's part of Photog Adventures, and we announced him as James. James has mm-hmm. joined us. He is another member of Photog Adventures, James Kelly. If you guys don't know James Kelly Photography, he is from Scotland, and he's going out and moving to the Faroe Islands, and he's going to be with us in a Faroe Islands workshop this yep. year. So we have him. He's the third member of Photog Adventures. Well, kind of ad hoc de facto members of Photog Adventures have been our admin group all six of them all six of those guys have been Facebook has been our Facebook admins and helping us out and so they're kind of part they are part of the team but we haven't we haven't announced them as official members of Photog Adventures and as they have more time to put in and help out they are going to be and any of them can be and we're adding more and so I have two people to add that are official Photog Adventure members and the first one is longtime community member manager rob ryan so thanks to rob ryan thank you rob audience is cheering i am imagining all of you in your homes right now doing a standing ovation for rob ryan he is the fourth unpaid member of photog adventures (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the adventure rob oh my gosh we gotta get these guys paid next year at least at the very least oh it is my goal i cry every time i tell him that dream on facebook messenger so rob has been helping us out a lot and what he's going to do is he's going to start making posts to photogadventures.com and helping us out with patreon and helping us out in other ways Mm. and so he is going to take on his role of community manager a little bit further and do some other stuff and so we want to bring him on officially as a photog adventure <laughs> member and so when you see him in all the youtube videos that he's helping admin and all the other live feeds like right now that he's joining us for he even has to wake up really early tomorrow morning and he's still with us right now oh jordan yance he says you didn't get my resume uh, we know your resume, Jordan. You're awesome. <laughs> and it's going to take a lot more money for us to raise to do that. We, we can't afford you, oh, but we can't great. afford to hang out with you forever. I'm at 20% power. My battery's starting to warn me. My phone's starting <laughs> to warn me. My battery's getting Well, low. this podcast awesome. will have to go fast. Here we go. So then the fourth member, fourth member is Rob Ryan. And the fifth, we have a fifth. We are adding because he will be behind the scenes. He's been in a video before. He's going to go to a workshop and help us in, in Oregon. And he is going to handle the podcast notes and posting. And you're going to see his name a lot. And you've heard his name a lot. He has been with us from the beginning, giving us feedback, giving us constructive criticism. And I love the guy, Kirk Kais. Kirk Kais is taking on a role with Photog Adventures, and he is going to help me out a ton. And so it's fantastic to have Kirk and Rob join us, James and everybody. So this is just a fun group. In fact, only James yeah. of that group doesn't have a hat. So, James, hook us Ooh, up with the hat size, one. man. Hook us up with the hat size or just go on we Amazon.com and order we'll it. We'll bring it to him at the very least. Can bring if we it haven't by then, we're definitely bringing him two of them. Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is out grocery shopping right now while watching us. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad awesome. you got good signal out there. So, let's not burn through Brennan's battery too much. Just want to announce that they're new members of Photog Adventures. And by this time next year, we're hoping Rob's even down here locally working with me in the studio and helping us out and creating what we're going to call Wild Photog, unless Rob and Dan want to name it something different, because Daniel Lindhart eventually will be doing that with us. But Wildlife Photography, Wild, wild Photog. Wild Photog sounds pretty awesome, though. I does do like it? the name of that. Does it? Okay, yeah. I hope it does, because I mean, astrophotog, macrophotog, <laughs> wild photog. It just doesn't yeah. have a, there's no double syllable. Photog Adventures, astrophotog, macrophotog, wild photog. It's wild, wild, wild yeah. wildlife. It's the same beats, yeah. Same beats because it has that LD, wild 
Mm-hmm. Wild. So Wild. they are going to run, film, record, and make maybe even a podcast for it. So we're excited about that in the future <laughs> of Photog Adventures because these guys know what they're doing in wildlife and Dan's out there all the time. And if we're even luckier, we can have Jeff Peterson on a lot. So, oh, awesome. yeah, definitely as a guest for those. Yeah, sure. Uh, definitely. People loved his podcast that we already had him on. He was amazing mm-hmm. and we barely even scratched the surface. And I feel like yeah. we could do an entire episode dedicated to one single wild life shoot instead of bringing on so many other topics so speaking of sure. topics let's get to ours here we okay. are Ooh, wow sorry getting ready for the podcast brennan's stoked you can hear yeah. him fired up oh my gosh <laughs> it's been a long day for me uh long yeah day. i've been here on my butt <clears throat> on this little hard chair for two hours tech uh, mm. trying to fix empire expanding phil sisto yes. is excited yes i've only got a small screen so i gotta be like yes <laughs> photog adventures i can't Nation. do this you won't see my arms you have to i've got to bring my arms in <laughs> i will feel like we made it <clears throat> hey rusty when... has joined us thank you rusty hey rusty has we're gonna talk us? about your article now oh that's awesome yeah. you know i think i can even add rusty so rusty if you have a webcam uh, and you want to jump in we can no, add you no, you don't no, want to make no. is that aaron pushing it's the gonna break it's gonna break everything something? dude okay yeah. rusty comment rusty, as much just as you comment can. please just type we can read those <laughs> and i swear if we try to bring him in it's gonna break all over again <laughs> when brandon's hey, Nathan, battery eventually dies we are gonna drop him and add rusty so that's, that's just, true yes you should my battery will die in about probably 20 minutes so if that happens uh yeah <laughs> just have rusty join right in so exactly even phil's like uh you sure aaron you sure you should do that no i'm not yeah, sure i mess everything up button. so rusty we're talking about your awesome article thanks for the inspiration and thanks for letting us talk about this i already asked his permission if we could share this he said yes go ahead and here we go brendan the first topic is have camera must mm-hmm. travel what comes to your yeah. mind first about that Okay, well, I did a really quick speed reading of that article, <laughs> of that couple <laughs> of paragraphs, and I am not a fast reader, so this is really pushing my brain, which is awesome. So, Don't um, push your brain too much. Yeah. So, what I like is the very first thing that Rusty says in that um, under that uh, under that subject heading is that uh, from Jim Richardson said that if you want to take be better photographer, stand in more interesting places or stand in front of something more interesting, um, get yourself out there. Go out with your camera and find cool things. I mean, I guarantee you that there's something cool in your town, in your city, in your area that you live. There's either cool lakes, cool rocks, cool cracks in the ground, you know, cool old rusty uh, farm equipment or tractors or really cool architecture or art in downtown areas where you guys live. Uh, Rusty took a great shot at night. With nothing in the sky, it was just blue hour of his of his cityscape, and it looked amazing. And he got it placed on the cover of the local, you know, uh, magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And so he um, had a solid blue blue hour light above Kansas City, and it turned into and they loved it like perfect marketing material because Kansas City's flat. There's nothing out there of like <laughs> geographic interest, you know. Like there's some cool lakes and some waterfalls maybe around, but literally it's just flat, like. The landscape isn't that exciting. And so a cool cityscape was awesome. And so get yourself in front of something cool and try different angles and try different locations. And that's how you, you know, that's what he's saying. If you have a camera, must travel, go out and do something. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, the Missouri Travel Guide. That's what it was. Yeah, thank you, Rusty. That's fantastic work. And Rusty's comment has been location, location, location. And it's precisely the entire premise Mm -hmm. of why we started Photog Adventures. We are going to get out there 
and do photography. And it wasn't something yeah. that we had. We, we knew most areas in, well, okay, I shouldn't say most because there's so many places in Utah we don't even have a clue about. Uh, yeah. So we knew some. We had a little drop in the bucket of Utah locations figured out that we knew we wanted to go to. And we have gone like crazy to go out here once or twice a month. Really stresses a, a wife and family situation. And mm. so it's like you, even with the dedication that Brendan and I have had. Sorry, I just turned on a notification that was hovering over our screen. Even, right. with that note, even with that dedication that we've had, we still barely nicked the surface of all the cool locations that you can go out here in Utah. And so it's just, ah, oh, man, absolutely the premise of Photog Adventures, and it has made us better photographers, and if anything, better storytellers and adventurers, because we go out with our camera. It's a blast, no matter how the pictures turn out. We went to White Pockets, and I won't tell you how the pictures were going and what happened there, because I'm going to say that for the podcast. It's coming up mm. next Tuesday, but uh, next Wednesday, I mean, and it is just, uh, I just, I hadn't... okay, I, I, I don't want to say anything about it. It's just amazing, these locations that are out here, so go, go, go. Go. Second tip to have a better, like to better your landscape photography, or as Rusty says, take your landscape photography to the next level, is take it slow, Brendan. Have you had mm. any issues or pro or how have you been doing take it slow in your photography or have you done it at all? Um, I think my interpretation of take it slow is plan, you know, what you're doing. You know, don't go to a spot because I've done this many times. I'm sure everybody has. You go to a spot, you have this ideal situation in your mind. Okay. Even though you've been there before, right? You go again and you get everything set up. And then of course, it, nothing happens. Like the sunset doesn't work out the way you want it to, or you just can't find the right place, the right angle. And I mean, I've got a canyon 20 minutes up the road for me. I've got amazing canyons and trails. And uh, I've been on one a couple times. And every time I try to go, it just doesn't quite work out the way I want it to. So take it slow to me means plan it. Like if you've got photo pills on your phone, then set up photo pills and go to the spot you want to go. See where the sun is going to set because I've got an idea of there's a valley. There's a valley view that I have where the valley kind of dips down and you can see beyond the valley uh, the the city lights. And I and the sun will set in between this this these two um, mountain dips and only during twice, twice out of the year. And so I went to that place and I used photo pills and I figured out exactly when that next period was. So I think it's like in April and November, I think is one that says if I remember correctly, but um, I've got to go there during those. There's like a week on each of those months that I can go and get that sun, you know, capturing right. So take it slow beads, go there and plan it. Plan beforehand, plan <laughs> while you're there on location, plan before you go with Google Maps and all kinds of stuff. It's, you know, and then you can really get the, the perfect shot. I mean, I've heard Jeff say he's been to a location 17 times before he got the shot that he really wanted. So I'm just like, I know what you mean, because I've been to this <laughs> right. place three times already and still can't nail it. So, yeah. And Rusty puts in there, hashtag no spray and, pay and pray. Don't spray and pray. Just go out there and click, 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 right. click, 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 and be like this random wild animal that's running around going click, 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 click. You know, take it all in. White Pockets is a perfect example. I don't want to give too much of the content of White Pockets away, but I mean, it was a place I've never been. And honestly, mm. I knew I was going, so I avoided looking at anything about White Pockets. I was 
you know, Nathan puts right here, he, I am to the point where most shots are planned excessively. And that's right. perfect. It's perfect. It's probably why a lot of Nathan's yeah. photography keeps getting better and better and better. And it's looking awesome these yeah, days. Yeah, because he's planning more and more and more. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So then you got, I've got white pockets and I've never seen, I, I avoided looking at more pictures and avoided seeing other things. I wanted to go there and see it for my first time with my own eyes i saw jeff's picture i've seen nathan's picture i've seen some from joshua snow but i didn't want to see anything that i was looking for i didn't google it didn't do anything i was just going there to find out what it was like and uh, it, it there is composition paralysis at that location because oh, you just, really? everywhere you look you know you're joking like you're joking t-shirt <laughs> phrase if i take my lens cap off for that well when i arrived at white pockets i grabbed all my lens caps and i broke them immediately because i would never need them again because there was so much action everywhere everything was cool and it might be because i'd never been there before but I'm like well that's cool that's a cool position oh i love that everything has leading lines and curves oh it's just amazing and i honestly couldn't get my breath or even get my mindset on anything until i just took it slow walked around, didn't pull my camera off the tripod. Jeff is always a little moody. That's what Tim says. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's asleep right now. He can't hear this. So we are out there, and I'm just deciding to walk around, take it nice and calm, and use my iPhone. I'm using my iPhone, taking pictures and looking at the mm. location, trying to get my composition that way. And that helped me to take it slow because I knew what I liked on my phone and what I was seeing until I finally found this perfect spot, Brendan. Oh, I'll talk about it in the next week. And I'm excited to talk about how it went because... I loved what the lines were doing on my distorted 15 millimeter Tamron. We'll Ooh. talk about that soon. So taking okay. it slow, Rusty says, don't spray and pray. Just get out there and take it easy and enjoy. So the next one, this is probably going along with what Nathan <laughs> Nathan was saying. And he says, yeah. pre-visualize your shots, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and the next thing he says is have a plan. You know, like we were talking about. Well, don't so, jump to the next one. That is one oh, of the sorry. ones you need to talk about. Pre-visualize, oh, pre-visualize your shots. Yeah, 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 yeah you're, right, you're right, you're <laughs> right. Okay, so he has a quote from Ansel Adams that says, you don't take a photograph, you make it. And so if you pre-visualize your mind, I think Ansel Adams probably did a lot of like exploring and a lot of, you know, this, you know, kind of thing, right? When he was using film plates on metal that were very expensive and rare i think at the time because it was like early photography right. so this Wait, stuff was just around the corner Peterson at told walmart me we were out in white pockets he said he'd get okay. something i mean this isn't there isn't a hole in this but imagine that this paper had a like a four by eight printing or a f- whatever i don't even know print sizes because i never do them but if you mm-hmm. had the exact frame that your printing is going to that film and you build build the square cut a hole in it and have it perfect he would go out there with that card and he would look at things through it and that would help mm. him, you know, vertical, orient, orient portrait, orient landscape. Uh, okay, I like, I can see what's going to be in the frame and what's going to be out the frame. And it helps you visualize because sometimes you get out there and you love two or three elements and you put your camera out and it's like, oh, without a zoom lens, you don't have the, you don't have the ability to fix it unless you pull yourself further away or pull yourself closer mm. to try and cut out some of the chaff like the extra chaff of things that are distracting the eye the image example that he puts on the shot is just this simple simple wooden pathway that's going through a forest of bamboo and it's an obvious composition it's an obvious picture and he pre-visualized it this is one of the things he knew he had in mind before he went out to maui and he couldn't wait to see something like this and he found it and boom 
it was just it stuck, mm. stood out to him and it made him take a picture that I know was on his calendar in his favorite stuff. So Ansel quote, nothing worse than a sharp image of a fuzzy concept. That's a I've great heard that quote, quote before. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Great quote, Neil, because this is so true. And Rusty adds, take the shot in your mind before making it with the camera. It's almost like mm. you're a painter and you're going to create something from scratch mm-hmm. and put things in there. And I liked what I've heard people say in the past that if you look at a picture and if you were going to paint it, why would you add this, this, and this? You probably wouldn't add those elements. So when you see mm. them in your frame, you know, try and get some of those elements out. Only keep in your frame what you're wanting to include there. So let's go ahead and jump right yeah. into the next point, and that is have a plan. You ever have a plan, Brendan? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I have a plan, and sometimes the plan goes horribly wrong. Sometimes the plan works out. Um, as 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 you go out with your camera, as everybody knows, when you go out and do photography, you usually have some kind of a plan in your mind. You know, whether you imagine something to be a certain way or a certain you know place you've already been to before, composition wise. But um, but yeah, Rusty says uh, capturing a successful image um, it sometimes has a lot to do with chance. You know, sometimes you just happen to come across the right angle or the right location that you didn't think about before. Um, but the plan of getting out there and going to that place and planning your stuff, uh, either Google Earth or Photo Pills or both, we've had the most success, I think, as we've planned out um, certain routes, you know, to go to, like, mm-hmm. we go back to the rock. Uh, we found a faster way to get there by exploring more on the map afterwards and uh, going back to the rock, you know, the, the, the we do every fall. And um, Hey, Elizabeth. So planning that out was all right, awesome. <laughs> Planning that out has been way more successful the second time. I think we had better a better opportunity the second time just because we did more planning than we did the first time. First time was just random luck, I think, really. I think it's so. really a great coincidence that Rusty puts the image example for this. One of the nine ways to bring your landscape photography to the next level. Have a plan. He puts his image mm-hmm. example a Milky Way shot. What right. is more perfect for having a plan or having to have a plan than a Milky Way shot? When I think about yeah. my portfolio, my best images are Milky Way shots. Is it because of the planning and just how much effort goes into that composition or is it just because the Milky Way is a beautiful feature and it's just you can't really go wrong as long as you get your focus right and have good composition? So well, you got a plan for the atmosphere. You know, you've got a plan for the location. If you're going to have a foreground element, there's a lot of planning that goes into Milky Way. So... Yeah, exactly. It does. And you have to know where that Milky Way core is going to be during your night and where the moon will be, where the light pollution might get in the way. We hung out with Neil for a while Mm -hmm. and we talked about locations that he was going to that he had never been before. And he was asking advice about whether these Mm -hmm. areas would work really well for a Milky Way shot. And we had to take into things into consideration like light pollution of where these cities were. I mean, that city is far enough away because the more distance a light pollution bloom is, the further down it will be on your horizon of your frame. Right. Close. Right. You're, at, you're in Valley of Fire and you're looking out over to Las Vegas, you're going to have that bloom pretty high in the sky because that's pretty close. You want to make sure right. you have things between you. So having that plan is the greatest opportunity for you to have a successful yeah, image. And I love that Nathan says that was his entire Zion trip. And, ooh, mm-hmm. great point, Rusty. Have a plan, but also be flexible. Don't go oh, there yeah. and be rigid and just take nothing. Find something that works. Has that ever happened for you, Brendan, where you've had a plan, got there, and then something else happened that turned out to be the best thing there? 
uh, almost every time. Seriously, <laughs> almost every time I go out. When I especially... think about our Bryce Canyon trip and how we were trying to get the Milky Way, the Perseids, and then the next day, one of my favorite shots out of there was oh. your shot up there when we hiked Losey Canyon. And we hiked that right. Arches Trail that's only a mile hike in, and right there was that cool tree off the cliff. And that wasn't part mm-hmm. of the plan, and that turned into my favorite shots of that trip. And what's funny is that wasn't even my wasn't even close to my favorite shot when I first took it. I was just like, meh. And it wasn't <laughs> until I got home and processed it that I realized that was kind of a, a really cool shot. Right. And uh, yeah. So the next point that Rusty gives us for how we can up our landscape photography is think outside the box. Any ways that you've done that, Brendan? Uh, yeah, this is usually what my biggest goal is, um, is I like to go and get the iconic shots, but I really, really love and thrive on finding little compositions in other areas that people have never been to before or don't see very often. So I love finding the little niches, uh, you know, like, so if we're going to like a big place, like, um, uh, Canyonlands, for instance, and we were out there with Jeff, uh, and Justin Northcraft a little while ago and just Northcraft. Yeah. So we were out there with those guys looking at petroglyphs and stuff. I went into like this crazy big boulder section. That was all these boulders had piled up and there's these awesome like sandstone cutouts. And I was just having a blast with my iPhone capturing these little tiny macro landscapes. <laughs> and I've got uh, 10% left of my battery. So we'll see how much longer I can go. <laughs> but I, I love, but I love getting, I love macro world in that respect because you could be anywhere it could be Canyonlands or it could be your backyard and you can get some amazing right. little macro landscape. And uh, I even did that out in the, out in the Severe um, River where it's a dry river out by Delta in the middle of the Utah desert. And it's just a white powdery sand, an old dead lake, you know, and getting these little tiny crystallized uh, salt, st- salt structures that are like old pieces of wood that are lying out there. They got salt built up on them. It just, and then you get the rest of the landscape behind it. I don't know anybody else who's gotten shots like that. I've never seen anything posted like that. So I just had a, I just had a lot of fun shooting those kind of things. There's Even a in quote a place here. where it's really familiar. There's a quote here for someone I don't know, Minor White. Uh, maybe I should know him, but I have never heard that name before. He says, one should not only photograph things for what they are, but for what else they are. You know, mm. and Tim says you can yeah. almost always find texture. You know, there's texture oh, yeah. all around. When we were down in Oregon mm-hmm. with Kirk and Drew, Kirk and Drew showed me in one of those ways to think outside the box. Kirk shows up, he puts his camera, on his, his camera's on his shoulder, and he's like, "Have you taken a picture of those yet?" And he points over there to the rock wall that's outside of this really cool cove that we were capturing waves coming in. Mm. We were over at the. Uh, Oh, I'm not going to be able to think of the name fast enough. But we're at that one park that has big, giant waves. And he, we were down in there taking shots. And Kirk shows up after myself, Drew, and you were all there. And he goes, you're taking a picture of those dimples over there. There's this dimpling on the rock. And there are probably 100 dimples all over the place. Oh. Big ones the size of my face being carved out in there. And the small ones all around. And they're just really, really neat. And for a middle-of-the-day shot where you can do black and white or something like that, that was great. It had a lot of cool yeah. texture, like Tim's saying. So think outside the box. Don't just go to a place, have one thing in mind, and be done because death's you know, oh, Dead Hearts Point's another example because we're there, no, we do the yeah. sunrise, and then afterwards, if it's the winter time, Jeff reminds us, look for those frozen puddles, and they have all these cool little textures. I mean, I guess it almost oh, so means fun. macro yeah. every time it turns out into an intimate landscape or macro. So the yeah. next point yeah. is many happy returns. What does that mean to you, Brendan? Yeah, that uh, that just tells me that you're going to be going back to a place time and time again and get that perfect shot. Um, 
and don't dread the process, I guess, because sometimes we can get wear ourselves down with like, ah, oh, you know, I want to go back to this. There's a place that I want to go to again. You know, it's it's a literally a 10 minute drive from my house to park and five minutes up the trail to get to this overlook. And there's like amazing rocks everywhere. And uh, you can see uh, the the sunset and the city lights and all that stuff. And it's literally 15 minutes from my house. But I dread going there sometimes because it's a little inconvenient. It's going to take me like an hour total to get the shot, come back and at least play around. But I but I need to do that. I need to put that in a happy place and not like a place of dread, I guess. Because if you want to get the right shot, you want to get the perfect shot, then, you know, feel good about it. And go back and be happy. And, Absolutely. I think yeah. you pretty summed it, it up. Again and just again. Go out multiple times. And Rusty, give us your thoughts on that while I comment on the world today. We Many people uh, have a belief, and I kind of am with them and kind of not. I think it's coincidence that you know your, your computer's listening to you and your ads are being <laughs> modified based on what you're saying. I mean, is it a coincidence that all the ads right now are telling me to go with the cast to go a stream live video or get the best live video studio? I mean, I've got ads right now on Rusty's article. They're talking about live streaming. <laughs> and <laughs> I just feel like mm-hmm. it's not a coincidence. How does it know? What does it know about yeah. me doing right now? Facebook is telling them right Spying now. On you. Right? So yeah. Rusty hasn't added anything yet, but Phil says, I always get back home from shoots and have better ideas than when I was on scene. My uh, problem with that, Phil, yeah. is that I get back and I see my image and I think, oh, that little teeny like tenth of the screen on the bottom of the frame was crap. I should have gone up. And I'll usually have something at the top of the frame that's like too bumped up against. And I wish I had just moved it up. But on the location, on my little LCD screen, or sometimes even using my iPad. Oh, I'm dropping all of these tickers. Um, even on my iPad, this giant screen that I will connect to my camera. Oh, wow. And that will sometimes give me uh, confidence that, okay, I've got my framing. It's perfect. Well, I come home, I still think, oh, I could have done this and this and this. And there's a quote that Rusty said, which of my photographs is my favorite? The one I'm going to take tomorrow from Imogen Cunningham. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The one I'm going to take tomorrow is my favorite. It is true and hard to not think that way. That's for sure. The situation when you go out there is don't, don't feel pressure. Take it slow and then just do it again. I know that it's not always easy for us to get out to our favorite locations, but the next point is going to answer that. And that next point is, oh, wait, Rusty says hindsight is always twenty twenty. So use that to your advantage. Go back and try it again. Take advantage of the hindsight image, you know, the hindsight um, clarity that you gained so that you can mm. go back and get that image right. Right, and, and right. And then... Here's the thing. We've got people coming from out of town, from Chicago, from California, who are coming in from the East Coast even to go and join us at Escalante. Escalante, it's beautiful. And so they want to leave there with images that are awesome, Milky Way photography that looks awesome. And they're not going to come back. You know, It's not going to be something they can be back soon. Even Kathy, she's back again, but that was last year. It's been a whole year since she's been able to make it back. And so how can you take advantage of getting your photography better, but knowing that you probably can't return a lot to a place that's, you know, a six hour flight away. And that's the next point that I'll say after I mention Nathan's comment. He says, go to a place at least an hour and a half early to dial in your composition, and that That's will make everything easier, he says. Awesome, yeah. Nathan. And so the next point is shoot where you are. What do you think about that, Brendan? So, yeah, we mentioned this earlier is uh, there's always things around you, especially locally, that are going to be of interest. So whether it's in your home, in your backyard, you know, 20 minutes up the road, an hour away, you know, you don't have to fly across the world to get a world-class shot. 
right? Right. So you can really you can really do some really great photography in just your local area, and I think it's really important too, and it's valuable to your local community to share that or, and to share the beauty that is around you. And if you look at the simple image that came from Rusty's area, it's this scene just down the road from where he lives, he says. And there's he's like, I always thought it would be awesome there's a cloud to line up there to balance with that solo tree. Shot. And yeah. it looks like the Windows 95 screen, doesn't it? It has that rolling hill <laughs> does, going yeah. up to a blue mm-hmm. sky. <laughs> and so this shot is awesome. And Rusty, you, the only reason why this worked is he pulled over and captured the image. How do you pull over and capture an image like that? Your camera has to be in your freaking car. And how often do we go out without our camera? David Hunter says, I've done a lot of work for local conservancies. So he's Mm -hmm. done a lot of work there in local areas, beautiful places. And Phil Sisto says, well said, Brendan. So you got to enjoy the place that you live and don't think. I loved our contest last year when we said, okay, we'll pick someone who can have something that's awesome within 30 minutes of their home. So they could barely drive 30 minutes away and then enjoy the shot. And so this is something that is going to be fantastic. And I maybe with our ebook for Royce Bear, we're giving it away. Maybe we should do that challenge again. It's just it's a Milky Way mm, ebook, yeah. so I want to challenge people to do Milky Way shots. It's a good time to do right. that. Let's talk about that at the end of this podcast. And if you're not here, I'll close out the podcast talking about that. So shoot where you are. I'm lucky. I'm in yeah. Utah. Shoot where I am is a pretty awesome place. My closest Milky Way is 45 minutes away, and I get out of light yeah. pollution very, very well at the trestle yeah. and the silo. Yeah. In fact, I am going there tonight, but I'm really late already. So we'll see if I'm going there tonight. Maybe I'll go there tomorrow night or do my video from Escalante. So then the next one, here's a tough one because I am not living this up. I'm not living this dream because I have not post-processed a lot this year and I need to, and I keep doing other things to get things ready for other stuff. And I haven't post-processed. So he says post-process like a pro. To me, that means we need to learn as much as we can about the processing we want to do. So if we have a certain style that we like and other artists, hunt those guys down or hunt that style down either on either on YouTube or in a paid program like Udemy or something else, some other learning, you know, video source that you can learn how to process like these guys, then buy their course, you know, spend a hundred dollars to buy the video on how to process like I like, you know, Elia Licardo, Licardi, Elia Locardi, Eli Licardo, Cardi. Cardi. Sorry, I'm totally <laughs> butchering his name. Sorry, Eli. Um, well, I'll meet you in person one of these days and I'll apologize in person. And he'll but, punch uh, you right in the face. <clears throat> punch me right in the nose. Um, <laughs> but yeah, track those videos down and track those guys down and figure out how they process their images. If you like what they do and you want to do like them, then, you know, your shot is only 50%, right? Of what it's maybe even 25% of what that photo really could look like. You could do a lot of stuff in post to bring out some amazing qualities in your image that you didn't capture originally. So always shoot raw. That helps a lot. Shoot in raw, so you've had a lot of that raw data to work with, and uh, you can really push those those highlights and those and those shadows better. So, yeah, I liked it when I was talking to Michael Shainblum, and I was talking about my imagery always feels like the telenovela version of a regular TV show or an HBO program. There's an HBO version Mm. of their film quality. And then there's the home video version or telenovela version. What's the difference? What's with the lighting? What's with, 
what's with the feel and the texture of the video? Why is it so different? And he had a guess for me that maybe my blacks were too black and that in my post-processing, mm. I was dealing with something that was just so harshly black. I couldn't bring out the most in my image because my contrast was just going too extreme and I needed to bring that in. And if I had a good quality shot, good exposure where I can bring up my blacks, my shadows without getting too noisy and keeping my highlights from going too far and clipping, I could have a stronger shot. And that's something that I was focusing on a little bit in white pockets. And I'm not sure if I did it. I I honestly think that I'm just a, I'm a lens away from being where I need to be. Um, That's one of the clues. I will be talking about the Tamron 1530 for landscape photography in that podcast Mm. next week. So we had a comment from Rusty. I want to quote him. He says, exactly. Never stop learning. There's always going to be that something extra that you can add to your toolbox. And that's absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah, whether it's getting more dynamic range and taking more bracketed shots while you're there, so you have way more to work with in the end. Because it's true, when you when you crush your blacks too much and you want to have more definition in your shadows, um, it really does make your image look like you know, like it took like it was taken from your phone when you when you could have easily have shown way more and shown off something that's really polished and professional just by doing a little bit more tweaking. You know, it's, and it's, it's a just a technique, game. really. It's just a yeah. skill. Yeah. And it takes a lot of practice, and it's a lot of time that my landscape photography um, processing is suffering. I need to get going and get better with it because I just am not taking enough time with it. My Milky Way is and it's just a practice thing. Yeah. 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 And we practice. should add that Josh is lucky because he's pretty lucky in Eastern Washington for dark skies. My first yeah. ever YouTube video was taken in Eastern Washington by Nick Page. And that was my first ever YouTube oh, video right. on Milky Way photography. And so, yeah, your guys' skies are pretty fantastic out there. So let's go ahead and talk about our very last point of how you guys can get yourself to go to that next level in landscape photography. And Rusty says, don't be afraid to fail. We're not sure. afraid to fail, Brendan. Mm-mm, do it all the and time. We do it in everyone's face <laughs> all the time. Oh yeah. Uh. So constantly, uh, even live, <laughs> we try and we fail over and over again. Uh, it's you the think fear we'd give of failure, up on live. right? Yeah. <laughs> the fear of failure will actually, you know, stop you dead in your tracks if you if you really are afraid of failing because you're going to do nothing but fail until you make something work. You know, and I, right. I'd say like in my I've got like 10 things that fail before one thing works kind of thing, you know? So it's usually like a 10 to one ratio. Um, and so if you just look at the numbers like that, like, hey, if I'm going to go to a location, I'm not going to nail it the first time. If I do, congratulate yourselves. You're super lucky. You know what I mean? But if you don't, if it doesn't work out in that location, but you know it will eventually, don't be afraid to do more research and go back and and uh, try it again, you know? And don't be afraid to post the stuff that you say that you have. It's like, hey, this is the shot that I took, you know? Uh, it's not that great, but I want to go back and do it again. And then people will give you advice and that's how you learn and stuff. So don't be afraid to even post your failings because we do. Uh, Some of our first videos on YouTube were posted failings over and over again from our landscape shots. And so, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. Right. And, you know, when you go out and fail a lot, you get really, really good. And so if you're afraid of that failure and you decide, well, there's no reason to go tonight, I'll probably mess it up anyway, you've guaranteed that failure. I mean, the only way to guarantee failure is to not try. And I want to quote, I want to quote Master Shifu from Kung Fu Panda. That's what I'm (laughs) thinking of right now. And it says right here, if you only do what you can do, you'll never be better than what you are. 
And so ah, if you only yeah. do the things that you're already good at, then you're only going to be better. Well, you're never going to be better than what you are right yeah. now. And so as a landscape yeah. photographer and you want to bring yourself up a little bit more, you're going to have to do something that you can't do and you're going to fail a lot on your way there. Sure, sure. Stretch yourself. Um, Rusty says our failure. Oh, wait, let me quote this better. Rusty says our failures can be a great teacher. Absolutely. Sure. Oh, yeah. And Megan Abbott is making me jealous because she's possibly going to Joshua Tree for Milky Way in August. Now, one thing I'd warn you, Meg, or Megan is actually Mike. Mm. Um, I forgot this Mike on there. Over in Nepa in northeastern Pennsylvania. The thing about Joshua Tree later in the season, that when we were out there in, what was it, March or February? It was February still. The February, Milky Way yeah. was over in Late the February. east more, and it was away from the light bloom of Palm Springs. But the further you go in the season... August might be the last chance you can get the Milky Way before it's like touching that Palm Springs light pollution. So I'm not even really sure how well that's going to work out. So just a heads up, make sure that you plan that with photo pills and make sure that you're away from that light bloom enough because you can pull it off. Yeah, go deep in the park further away from Palm Springs Springs you can so you can have more rock structures blocked than light. That's what I would suggest, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Phil Sisto says 3 out of 10 or batting 300 will get you into the Hall of Fame. So absolutely. And Neil Zingle says a man's reach should never exceed his grasp. So, no, should should exceed his grasp. Oh, I should. I added in never. Why did I add in <laughs> never? <laughs> okay, Neil. Like, no. Neil has quoted this. Never. Don't be afraid. No, no, no. That's not. <laughs> a man's reach should exceed his grasp. I mean, if yeah. you're going to reach, should for always something, be reaching it should for always further be beyond yeah. what your arm can reach. And me, yeah. that's every day. I'm trying to reach things all the time that I can't Tiny actually arms. get to with my little Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex arms. <laughs> trying to get out there. So. Rusty has given us nine awesome tips on how we can bring our landscape photography up from where it is right now. And let me just give you the the top nine real quick. Have a camera, must travel. You know, go, just get out there with your camera. He says, take it slow. Don't rush it. Don't be crazy about spraying and praying that something's going to work out. Pre-visualize your shots. Pre-visualize. Make sure you have something planned. In fact, the next point is have a plan. Have a plan. If you have that plan, your shot and your landscape photography composition will turn out so much better. He says, think outside the box too. And many happy returns. Go back to a location over and over again. Don't feel like you can't go back to a place because you've been there because you're going to make a much better shot. And maybe you'll get lucky with some really great weather. He says, shoot where you are. Don't be thinking, well, I need to be somewhere special. So I'll get doing my photography here in a few months when I go on that workshop out there in Oregon. You know, don't think that way. Think that you can do it now and get out there now. Neil is the guy who's getting out there a lot right now, and he's getting fantastic photography. I've seen it over on Nightscapers. Mm. So, yeah, good job, Neil. Props to you. Post process like a pro. Po, 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 po. I got to test with a no pop filter mic again with post process like a pro. You got to learn. Keep learning. Never stop learning and you'll keep getting better. And then the last thing is don't be afraid to fail. I think absolutely, absolutely we all get stuck in our our, our patterns, our habits. Yeah. And we just have to get out of them, test ourselves, and just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah. Brendan, yeah. would you be? I mean, honestly, the answer is obvious, but would you be where you are today without just committing to photo adventures and going out as many times as we have? I mean, we've gone over no. 200 times almost by now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, when you stack up the amount of locations we hit in the last year and a half is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. And there's no way. No, my, my photography would be the same as it was two years ago if we never started. So, I mean, got a little itch. Um, yeah, it's, by far the fact that we've gone out over and over and over again 
and thought about it more and more and more about how to improve. It's been huge, just ginormously huge. Absolutely can't think, huge. Can't even think where, where, yeah, where I'd be today if I didn't go out with you all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Rusty, for letting us share this article. We're going to put the article down in the show notes. If you're on the live feed, I have put it in there as a description, I believe. At least I've done it with the share. Since this is my 34th take of having the live feed work, um, we didn't quite get it up there on the first feed anymore. But We'll look for the show notes. Go to photogadventures.com forward slash EP77 and you can find it. It'll be there tonight as I get this podcast out. Now, Brendan, do you remember what I said I would talk to more at the end? There was something I said. I I'll don't. talk my about battery, it. I think I've got like 5 or 2% left of my battery in my phone, so I don't know. I, mean, I could go out at any minute now. So just to let you know, get your heads up there. Uh, Phil Sisto says, Aaron fiddling equals disaster from time to time. And that whole like, <laughs> oh, what an experience. Yeah. Oh, wait. I but we got it down. working. That was an old comment Phil said on the other video. But <laughs> yeah. Neil says, thanks, brother. Headed to New Mexico in the morning for more dark skies. That's right. New Mexico. I wanted That's to text awesome. you about that. You texted me. Yes. I haven't been there before, Neil, but I always want to. We keep looking at several locations in New Mexico that we want mm-hmm. to get out to. And there we haven't done it at the Albuquerque there, area yeah. out there. Oh, geez. I mean. In the Badlands. And yeah, there's oh, so many cool <laughs> And we things. owe C.R. Bainter. We want to go hang out with C.R. Bainter out there. And we mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to. So maybe we're going to make that happen this year. So, Rusty, thank you. Thank you. It was a great discussion hanging with you. i got to have you on instead of just doing. Timothy is saying goodbye now, Brendan Porter. Good, oh, he's saying goodnight, not goodbye. Hey, goodbye, good night, Brendan. Guys. Good yeah. night. Good, good night, good guys. Um, I said I was going to talk about something. Brendan's got to run. Let's end this podcast right now. We'll talk about it on the next podcast. Thanks okay. for listening. We have so much going forward in our in our content that's coming so come back for more we're gonna talk about white pockets next week and we have a guest like michael binsky that's going to join us doing storm chat chasing photography and all sorts of stuff and Rhonda pierce says new mexico is fantastic for dark skies she was just out there in april Mm, that's awesome awesome thanks Rhonda. i'm glad that you were out there i can't wait to join you and experience that myself so there's a lot of great places white pockets storm chasing other photographers on the East Coast doing astrophotography. We've got lots coming up. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Photog Adventures podcast. Um, Brendan did this last week, so I'm going to do it this week. Um, patrons, we really love you guys and really appreciate your support. And so we want to mm. shout out to the patrons who are in our mid-level support. Just You guys are fantastic. And so let's give a quick shout out to Dean Vincent, Zeralda LaGrange, Neil Zingle, Stephen Richard, Sean Maloney, Doug Ingram, D. Craig Young, Sandy, Scorp- oh, Sandy Scott, Kathy Rodriguez, and Photography Naturally. Thank you guys so much for being yeah, a part of awesome. our Photog Adventures so patrons. You guys are founders of Photog Adventures, and the whole way that we can even get our car rental and drive to these crazy locations and have these stories, it all happens thanks to you guys. So thank you for fueling Photog Adventures, and hope yeah. you guys are getting the benefits and the stickers that are coming out to you. They are already there or on their way in the next day or two, depending on how fast the mail arrives, and we have more for you fun. that we owe. Yeah. Yes, yeah. a lot more fun. So thanks, if guys. If you guys want to buy, if you guys want to buy swag right now, go to RedBubble.com/slash/photogadventures. That's our official store. We'll put more stuff on there, but right now we've got a lot of different swag you can get there with our logo on it. Just a reminder to visit RedBubble. We'll have another link in the show notes for that. And uh, we love you guys, and thanks for the support.
Yeah, absolutely. And just a reminder that when you go to a Redbubble link that we put up there, you have to click on, there's this gray banner that says Brandon Porter, Salt Lake City, United States, and you see Available Products 55. You click on that, and then it shows you all the available Redbubble products that are out there that you can get these logos put on. And right. So the then, default is the sticker, I think. So Yeah, you get t-shirts, phone covers, iPad skin or case, a laptop skin or case, posters, canvas print, even a shower print. You can get a drawstring badge. You can get a mug. You get a clock. I mean, this is funny things that you can get Photog Adventures on. And like Brandon said, we're going to add in the I take my lens cap off for that shirt as well as the um, don't clone me out, bro. So thanks, guys, for following. I think Brendan's phone has finally died. He'll be giving me his audio in a second. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll get you guys out another podcast here shortly. And thanks, everybody. Welcome back to the team, or welcome. Welcome again to the team, Kurt Kais and Rob Ryan. So I'm going to close out this podcast and this live feed. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Good night, guys.